If your goal is to lose fat and change the shape of your body, simply focusing on burning calories probably won't get you there. To get lean, you need to be intentional about the type of workouts that you do. Welcome to Rev Your Metabolism with Alicia Murphy. I'm Alicia, your host, creator of Stress Monkey Fitness, The Rev Method, and your go-to health coach for being super fit and unstoppable after 40. With 15 years of rocking the fitness and nutrition industry, plus overseeing the wellness program for a major shoe company, I'm here to share my knowledge with you. Are you ready to join me on an exciting journey to restore your metabolism, boost your health, and turn back the aging clock. On this podcast, we'll unlock the secrets to boundless energy, burning more fat naturally, and feeling confident in your own skin. Get ready to soak up simple yet powerful strategies that will transform your health and fitness game. These tips will be a game changer, so hang on to your hats and glasses. And do not forget to hit that follow button so you won't miss any of our amazing tips and tricks. All right, let's rev it up. Well, welcome to the Rev Your Metabolism podcast. It's me, your buddy Alicia. Today we're going to talk about how to maximize your results, the ultimate guide to prioritizing workouts for a leaner you. And I also created a really cool little something something to go along with this episode and I will tell you more about that in just a second. But before we get rocking and rolling today, you probably already know this about me, but if you don't, I want to persuade you to when we're hanging out together, you and I walking and talking. Listen to this podcast as you're out getting in your walk and We're going to talk more today about why it's so important, but listen, I've been walking since I was 11 months old. I know a thing or two about walking. In all seriousness, walking is incredibly impactful and has a hugely positive benefit on your metabolism. So let's walk and talk now. So we're going to be talking today about how to prioritize workouts if your goal is to get lean. If your goal is to change your body composition, and I'm going to explain what body composition means exactly, but we're going above and beyond just talking about how to lose weight. We're talking about how to change the shape of your body. And in in the fitness industry and in physical fitness, body composition is used to describe the percentages of fat bone, water, and muscle in human bodies. But when we say body composition, we also are referring to body shape. So when someone comes to me and says, listen, I want to get lean or I want to put on muscle, I say, oh, okay, you are focusing on body composition. Are we all on the same page here? So I want to talk for a second about the word fat. That's right, you heard me, my little moonbeam. 
I want to talk about the word fat because a lot of times when we hear that word, it's like, ooh, it's a negative connotation. Am I right? But let's be really clear here, at least for our talk today, when you and I are hanging out, chatting today, we're thinking of fat tissue. And fat tissue is merely a part of your body composition. You got to remember that fat does serve a purpose. And I want to actually just quickly give you three things that fat does. And again, I'm talking about body fat, right? Let's not think of it as a bad thing. Because your body is incredibly smart and rad. So let me just tell you three things that might blow your mind about the fat on our bodies. So body fat actually creates hormones. Did you know that? Because this is something that we didn't really know about until the 90s. So one of the hormones that fat creates is leptin. And leptin is a hormone that regulates appetite. So that's one purpose of body fat. Another purpose of body fat is that there is a thin layer around our organs. Now, I want to be very clear. I'm not talking about the harmful and healthy fat that we call visceral fat. I'm talking about healthy body fat, a really thin layer that protects your organs. If it wasn't there when you fell down, your organs would smash together. It would not be pretty, okay? And the third thing, and this is really a cool way to think about body fat. It is merely stored energy. And this came in very handy in our history. Maybe not so much today because we have access to food anytime we want it, but let's think hundreds of years ago. Let's think back to when we were living as hunters and gatherers, right? Now, there might be days where we did not have access to food. So when we had access to food, we were gobbling it up, right? And then the body would store some of those calories from the food as fat, And then what would happen is over the course of the days that we didn't have access to food, our body would tap into that stored fat to keep us alive. You got to admit that that is pretty flipping cool. And again, unfortunately now today, we don't live this way anymore. Our body has not evolved to live the lifestyle that we are currently living. So the problem with this whole stored energy is that unfortunately for a lot of people, the body almost forgets how to tap into fat as fuel. And we're going to talk more about that on a future episode. But for right now, just wrap your mind around the idea that fat is just excess stored energy. All right. Now let's talk about weight loss. We need to be very specific because weight loss does not equal improved body composition right? And in fact, I want to influence you. I want to help you to think of this differently because most likely you don't want to lose weight. You want to lose fat. I don't know anybody who's like, you know what? I'd like to lose some of my lean muscle, please. No, you want to lose fat. So let's realize that losing weight does not equal an improved body composition. And in fact, the tendency to focus purely on losing weight is part of the never-ending cycle of lose weight, gain it back, 
lose weight, gain it back. That happens to so many people, right? Yo-yo dieting. And often, weight loss can result in a down-regulated and ineffective metabolism. When we say down-regulated, that means a slower metabolism, making it harder to maintain that weight loss. All right, why? Because when your focus is purely on losing weight and not on losing fat, right? So if you're focusing on only losing weight, you might be losing a shit ton of muscle mass. And that is going to have a negative effect on your metabolism, it's going to make it harder for you to maintain the weight loss. Most likely what you want is this, a healthy metabolism that is efficient at using fat as fuel and a body composition with high quality lean muscle. Yeah, does that sound good? All right. The type of workouts you do should reflect your goals. Today, we'll talk about the type of exercise you should prioritize if your goal is fat loss and or improved body composition. And a bonus to all this is that it will also dramatically boost your health. Hooray! Love it. All right. So I made for you today a cheat sheet. It's how to prioritize workouts for fat loss, how to prioritize workouts when your goal is to get lean, change your body composition, You're going to be able to grab that. I'm going to link it down in the show notes so you can just click the link there or you can go to stressmonkey.com slash workouts. Don't forget, monkey is spelled E-E instead of E-Y. That's stressmonkey.com slash workouts. Moving on, my sweet little sunshine, here we go. Today we're going to be talking about three types of exercise. We're going to talk about walking. We're going to talk about strength training, and we're going to talk about cardio. I want to say something, though. In the beginning, if you're not already consistently exercising, please don't get too caught up in the type of exercise. Pick something you enjoy and just go. Once you develop the habit of exercising on a regular basis, then you can start to dial it in. Because the hardest part of exercising is just getting started each time. This is what I teach my clients. Create what I call a habit bubble. So you're doing something you like. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. Something that you look forward to, that you know you are going to go do. Create that habit bubble. Once you've got it dialed in where you're doing this exercise, this movement, whatever it is you're doing, consistently, now you can be like, okay, let me start to kind of make different choices as to what the type of exercise is. Make sense? Let's talk about walking, what you need to know. And I hope you're walking right now. So we're going to talk about slow to moderate paced walking. Now, there's nothing wrong with power walking. In fact, I think throwing in power walking Mixing it all up is great, but I want to talk about slow to moderate paced walking, leisurely walking, and I'll explain why in a second. But first, let me tell you some of the benefits of slow to moderate paced walking. It balances your blood sugar, especially after lunch or dinner. 
I'm going to talk about more why in just a second. But that's a big deal. Balanced blood sugar, it impact, blood sugar impacts your hormones. It impacts your body's ability to burn fat. There's a lot going on there. So that's one of the benefits to slow to moderate pace walking. And check this out, Rever. It lowers the stress hormone cortisol. Yeah, it's one of the only forms of exercise that actually lowers the stress hormone cortisol. And it's very specific to slow to moderate paced walking. It also regulates the fat storage hormone insulin. So walking helps to improve insulin sensitivity. And if you're not really sure what insulin is, don't worry, I'm going to do an episode all about it. But for now, no. Everyone's goal should be to be insulin sensitive. And walking helps you to achieve that. I want you to think of leisurely paced walking specifically. I want you to think of it as improving metabolic hormone function. So the type of walking I'm talking about, I don't want you to think about it as exercise. I want you to think about it as movement. When you're doing your power walking or you're walking heels or you're taking stairs, now that's exercise. I'm just talking about getting overall movement day to day. And let me tell you why. There are four things that determine how many calories you burn each day. But right now, I just want to talk about two of them. We call them EAT and NEAT for short. They're acronyms. So EAT stands for Exercise Activity Thermogenesis. NEAT stands for Non-Exercise Activity Thermogenesis. Real simple here. So the EAT, the Exercise Activity Thermogenesis, that just means any type of activity you're doing as intentional exercise. So going to the gym, going for a run, jump roping, playing basketball, right? Anything that you are intentionally doing as an exercise. And the neat non-exercise activity just means anything outside of that, all the other movement, gardening, carrying in the groceries, walking to the store from your car. All right, here's where things get Absolutely crazy. How much of the calories you burn, and we're talking percentage, how much percentage of the calories you burn in a day do you think comes from intentional exercise? I'll give you a second. Go ahead and say it out loud. No one's, no one's going to care. Just yell it out. What's the percentage? 5%. So 5% of the calories you burn typically come from exercise. Now guess how, what percentage of the calories you burn in a day comes from non-exercise. So again, just your overall movement throughout the day. Rever, hang on, get ready for this, 20%. Yeah. So this is why I'm trying to really encourage you to just focus on Step one, if you're doing nothing right now, if, if you're like, listen, I want to start working out, I want to start getting in better shape, I want to improve my health, step one, start getting in walks. That's the best place for you to start. Get your steps up, right? If you have a fitness tracker, get in those steps. All right, so here's some ways to help make it happen. 
You can find ways to get more steps. And you've heard this before. Park farther from the store. Take the stairs. But it adds up. So start doing it. Another way to make it happen is to remember there is no such thing as too short of a walk. So don't don't tell yourself, I don't have an hour to go on a walk. Who cares? Take a 10-minute walk in the morning. Take a 10-minute walk after lunch. Take a 10-minute walk after dinner. Boom. All right? The next thing. Try to make it part of your daily routine. So every day, your goal, and again, this is where I want you to start. This is your foundation. Just start trying to get more movement. Start trying to get those steps in. Another thing to remember is it's very beneficial, I already mentioned this, after lunch and or after dinner. And the reason for that, we're not going to go too far into this, is because the stress hormone cortisol starts to get lower throughout the course of the day. And it makes it easier for you to have an impact on your blood sugar because of that. The last thing I would say is get a walking buddy. Really, really helps to have somebody that you have. I just had somebody tell me the other day, I would not have gone on my walk if I didn't have to go meet my friend. I didn't want to be flaky. So that's another way to, to make sure you're accountable and getting those walks in. All right, let's move on to strength training. Here's what you need to know. Strength training. Let's start with this shift. We have an obesity epidemic in our country, but maybe we're focusing on the wrong thing. What if the problem isn't stemming from being overly fat, but instead being under-muscled? When I first heard this idea, it kind of blew my mind. Dr. Gabrielle Lyons, I got to give her credit because this is who I heard it from. But it's true because we're so focused on fat loss, fat loss, fat loss, fat loss. But here's the deal. If you just simply shifted to focusing on building lean muscle, then fat loss just naturally occurs. And I'm going to talk in a second about some of the mind-blowing benefits of lean muscle. But I will tell you right now before we get into this, Ladies, please don't tell me that you bulk up easily. Those women that you see that are yoked, they really know what they're doing. You are not going to accidentally get buff. It is practically a full-time gig. So do not be scared about getting buff by lifting weights. In fact, after what I'm about to tell you, I hope you feel compelled to prioritize building lean muscle. Okay, so quickly... Here we go. Strength training benefits. Why do we want to pack on some lean muscle? Well, because lean muscle burns calories more efficiently. Lean muscle increases your metabolic rate because muscle is very metabolically active. I want you to think of your muscle like Pac-Man and the food you eat, the calories are the pellets. And I want you to see that Pac-Man chomp, 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 chomping away at the calorie pellets. That is muscle. It's a hungry Pac-Man. So we want more of it. Good quality muscle mass also increases fat oxidation. That's just a fancy way of saying that quality lean muscle increases fat burning. It also will decrease abdominal fat, specifically visceral fat. That's the kind of fat that is dangerous that we want to get rid of. The more lean muscle mass you have, it's going to lower your risk of injury. And it also improves your mobility and flexibility. 
It boosts your mood, better brain health. We know now that there is a link between lean muscle and our brain health. It helps to manage your blood sugar. It's all about the blood sugar, sweetheart. You gotta really focus on that. And it increases insulin sensitivity. Remember what I said, we should all strive for that. We also know that lean muscle mass is one of the biggest links to longevity. And it's not even just about adding years to your life, but it's adding quality years to your life. Okay, make it happen. Here's how we can make strength training happen. Or I should say building lean muscle. When you exercise, take the priority off of simply burning calories and start to focus on getting strong. If you came to one of my workouts, you would hear me tell everybody, think in your head, strong, strong, strong. So the next time that you're working out, I want you to chant that in your head. I'm getting strong. And start small and keep it simple. I have so many workouts for you. If you go to YouTube, and I will link it down in the show notes, check out Stress Monkey TV. And don't forget, monkey spelled E-E instead of E-Y. Stress Monkey TV on YouTube. Tons of workouts. All right? There's five-minute workouts on there. Go do it. All right. Listen, if you want to change the shape of your body, body composition, then strength training is key and not cardio. Did you hear what I just said? I'm going to say it again. If your goal is to change the shape of your body, if you want to lose fat, strength training is where it's at, not cardio. I want to stop here for just a second. I'm going to get I'm going to get a little bit mushy with you and it's okay. We can we can do this. We need to have a mindset shift when we want to make a change. To make or break a habit, we have to come from a place of self-love. You're not changing because there's something wrong with you. You're changing because you love yourself and you deserve it. This is the deal. Making a change is really hard. You're going to get to a point where you start to feel uncomfortable. And that's usually when we shy away from the change. The minute we feel that, oh, this is uncomfortable. I want you from now on, when you get to that moment of being uncomfortable, I want you to stop and tell yourself, I'm choosing this discomfort. I'm choosing to be uncomfortable because I love myself and I deserve to feel healthy. I deserve to have more energy. I deserve to feel good about myself, whatever it is. Okay. Because you're rad. You're rad just how you are. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to get in shape. There's nothing wrong with wanting to look better, feel better about yourself. That's fine. But do it because you love yourself, not because you think you're broken. All right. Last thing we're going to talk about is cardio. And what you need to know, what a freaking mess. When we focus on losing weight by cutting calories dramatically and doing loads of cardio, guess what happens? We end up losing a lot of muscle mass. And our metabolism downregulates by adapting to a lower requirement. The more muscle you lose, the worse 
this gets. And as we see this in many people as they age who don't incorporate strength training and proper nutrition, even if the scale says the same number, they might be continuing to lose muscle and gain fat. I want to talk about two types of cardio, steady state cardio, number one, and number two, intervals. So steady state cardio is training at an endurance pace. It's a continuous, steady, moderate effort that is sustained for a period of extended time. So being on the elliptical for an hour, jogging for an hour, steady state cardio, all right? Interval training, what sometimes we call sprints, it doesn't actually mean the activity of sprinting. So let's just call it interval training. Interval training is a type of training exercise that involves a series of high intensity mixed with rest or relief periods. So the high intensity period, and then you need them to be short, are typically at or close to anaerobic exercise, right? That means you can't sustain it for very long, while the recovery periods involve an activity of lower intensity, So we generally are going to break interval training into work periods and then rest periods. So when we're saying sprint, it doesn't refer to the act of running fast. Rather, it means an intense work period, any modality you choose. So it doesn't have to be doing sprint intervals, right? It could be, you know, jump ropes. It could be the bike. It could be ropes, It could be anything that you like, that feels good to you. Interval training is only done for short periods of time to avoid overtraining, especially as we get older. So I, you know, I would only suggest if you're, you know, 45, 50, I think one day a week is great for this, depending on how conditioned you are, obviously. But I think one day a week is good enough to do these, this, this high intensity intervals. And listen, cardio, and I'm talking about steady state cardio, it's cool for burning calories. It has an impact on your cardiovascular health, but it's not the best option for fat loss, right? Strength training torches body fat. And when done in an interval style or with intensity, you're going to get your cardio in at the same time. That's a time saver. You're busy. You don't have time for all this working out. The other thing we got to remember is that cardio is catabolic. So that means, catabolic means breaking down. So doing too many catabolic workouts isn't ideal because you're breaking down your body's energy resources, which includes muscle tissue. So again, nothing wrong with doing cardio, but you really want to offset it by doing strength training as well. So the bottom line is this. Cardio is a great conditioning tool. It helps to increase cardiovascular health. It also helps to improve the function of mitochondria, which we could talk about at another time, but that's basically cells inside your muscle tissue. However, when our goal is body composition or fat loss, we should first prioritize strength, then fat loss intervals, and finally steady state cardio. Remember, I made you a cheat sheet, hierarchy of workouts. This is coming from my program called the Rev Method, but I really wanted to share it with you. It's a guide with suggested types of workouts based on how many days per week you have to exercise. Remember, it's merely a starting point. I'm never here to tell you what you should do. 
I just want to give you tools that you can apply to your own life. There's going to be four types of exercise, I should say exercise slash movement in the hierarchy, in the cheat sheet, the guide that I'm going to be giving you. You've got walking. Again, let's think of that as movement. You've got strength. You've got intervals, short duration intervals, and you've got steady state cardio. So you're going to want to go to stressmonkey.com slash workouts or just go down to the show notes. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Click the link. I want to leave you with a quote by Dr. Peter Atia. If you don't know who he is, oh, Lordy, you got to listen to Dr. Peter Atia. His podcast is called The Drive. I am obsessed. But here's a quote by Dr. Peter Atia. He is a practicing physician and a longevity expert. Here we go. Exercise might be the most potent drug we have for extending the quality and quantity of years in our life. And I want you to live a long, healthy, happy life, my sweet river. That's all I have for you today. I'm so glad that you were here. How was your walk? Um, yeah, that's it. Listen, if you ever have questions or comments or ideas, you can always email me, alicia at stressmonkey.com. And again, you know, I'll link it in the show notes. And if you are enjoying this podcast, if you leave me a review or rate, that's going to really help me. And you will be literally my BFF. Okay, cutie pie, have a great, fantastic day. And I'll see you next time on the Rev Your Metabolism podcast. Bye for now.